0: base The past couple of Mishnais have been discussing how we determine the year in which certain produce is considered to have grown. Now we already saw that when it comes to vegetables, this critical stage by which the year is determined is when the vegetables are gathered in. Once they've been harvested and gathered in from the fields. So if, let's say, the vegetables grew in the sixth year, but they were only gathered in in the seventh year during Schmittar, then they would be considered Schmitta produce. Now it's learned from Sukkim that this only applies if the vegetables grow in a normal manner. And one example of that is that the vegetables are provided with water other than the rainwater, which means that if vegetables are not provided with other water in their critical stage, the stage which will determine what year they're grown in, or part of what year they should be tithed, that stage will not be the stage that they're gathered in. And the Mishnah will teach this through examples of certain vegetables, Habat a onions which don't produce seeds, or ful ha and an Egyptian bean. These are examples of vegetables, which usually require watering other than rainwater. So if somebody shemona mehem mayim if somebody withheld from them water for at least 30 days before HaShoshana, so that the last 30 days of that year, he didn't water his field at all, he has now turned that field, in a way, into a non-vegetable field. It's no longer viewed as a vegetable with regards to that determination, with regards to that critical stage, and therefore, even if they are only gathered in the next year, that is not going to be that critical stage. Rather, Miss Asronisha Ovar, he would separate the tithes from it, viewing it as the last year's produce and not the new year's produce. And if the new year was shmita, then umetorn they will be permitted with regards to shmita meaning they are not considered Shemitah produce, even though they were gathered in during Shemitah, because that is no longer their critical stage. Vimlav, but if he did not withhold water for that long, then they are still considered to be vegetable fields, which are treated as regular vegetables, they're grown in the regular way, and therefore bashves. they will be forbidden during Shemitah, meaning they will be considered Shemitah produce, because they were gathered in during Shemitah, and we say, and if it was a different year, then the tithes need to be separated from it, by viewing it as the New Year's produce. Because remember, each year of the Schmittler cycle has different tithes which need to be separated. So in this case, we would view it as the New Year's produce. So whatever tithes need to be separated in that New Year, those are the ones which would be separated from these vegetables. Now what happens if the shall battle? If, veg- if the vegetables grow in a baal field, which refers to a field, which generally it's enough just with the rainwater. There's not a whole watering system to water the plants in there. Rather, in general, rainwater is enough. However, when it comes to vegetables, even in a bowel field, vegetables generally do need to be watered, but not that often. So therefore, 30 days of not watering it will not stop it being a vegetable field, because in a bowel field, it would still be normal to leave it for 30 days without water. But, if he he withheld water from them for two periods, so let's say the general thing the general practice was to water them once every, let's say, 25 days. So if he, let, if he let 50 days pass without watering them, that's two periods. So if he does that, then it would no longer be considered a vegetable field, so he would not follow the stage of when they are gathered in. Dear Rebbe that's the opinion of Rebbe Meir, but Chachonim and say, Sholosh is only considered a non-vegetable field, or it's only considered to be going against the general way to grow vegetables, if you withhold water from it for three periods, then the example we gave after seventy-five days. Since it's in a bowel field, it is generally anyway watered not very frequently. Mishleyud. One difference between whether produce is considered to be schmither produce or not is that Schmitta produce cannot be planted in the ground just in order to produce more seeds. The Torah says la It's for eating, not for planting again, just in order to produce more seeds. And so the Mishnah says had the luin gourds, and really this would apply to any vegetables, just using deluin as a common example, Shekimon Lazera, that somebody kept them in the ground for the sake of producing seeds. So he planted them, let's say, in the sixth year, and they ripened and became ready in the sixth year, and he could have picked them then and enjoyed his gourd. But instead of doing so, he left it into the ground, so that it will produce more seeds, but what happens is, if you leave something in the ground for too long, then eventually it dries up, becomes hard and inedible. Now, gourd is a type of vegetable, so in its critical stage, which determines what year it is part of, is when it is gathered up from the field. However, in Hukshulif Ne'eroshoshoshana, if the gourds which he planted hardened and became inedible before Hoshoshoshana of the Shmita year, the nefslum e'ch adam, and they became inedible for a man to eat them, so they're certainly not considered Shmita produce, because by the time Shmita came along, they were already inedible you couldn't fulfil the poshuk of l'okhwar that you need to eat it. And therefore, Muta to l'chaimah you'd be permitted to leave it in the ground, to produce more seeds during the Shemitah year, because they are considered to be the sixth year's produce. The Imla, and if they did not become inedible and hard enough by the beginning of the Shemitah year, so then they're still edible during Shemitah. And as long as it grows a bit during Shemitah, so it's considered Shemitah produce, because you didn't gather in from the field during the sixth year. And therefore, also in Kambashavis, you'll be forbidden to keep it in the ground to produce more seeds during Shmitta because it's considered Shmitta produce, and therefore it needs to be eaten. However, says the Mishnah, the leaves of the gourds, they don't become hard, and they are edible, which means that although they are part of the gourds which are inedible, this part of the plant, which is like a leaf, is not exactly a leaf, it's similar to a leaf, that is still edible, and therefore our source is forbidden during Schmitta, meaning it has to be, it has to be treated as regular Schmittal produce, even if the main plant, the main gourd itself, is not going to be considered Schmittal produce. Continues the Mishnah. According to the Shimon, one is allowed to water the ground, which the, it literally means you're allowed to water the white soil and this refers to the ground which is in between trees if there are trees which are quite widely spaced out in a field so even during Schmidt itself you're allowed to water the trees because otherwise they'll die and as we have seen you're only not allowed to do work during Schmittar if it's to improve or to make the trees grow more but if you're preventing them from dying or being harmed then you're allowed to work them so you can water the f- the trees themselves but the so-called white soil which refers to the area without shade so it's light and white that's the area which is um, in between the trees, not right next to the trees. So in that open area, you're not allowed to water it in the regular normal way, but Marbitzin, you're allowed to sprinkle water there. You can water it a little bit because according to Shimon, if you don't water it, then that ground can get very hard and dry, and that dryness can spread towards the trees and could ultimately cause harm to the trees. However, of iser. Rabbi Desmond forbids this, according to him, we do not need to be concerned that the trees will be harmed as a result of this middle area not being watered at all. And finally says the Mishnah Mamorosin Bo bashves." one is allowed to flood a rice field with water during Shemitah. By adding lots and lots of water to the rice field, it would improve the ground's ability to grow rice in the future, and as long as the rice took root before Shemitah, so it's considered sixth year produce. You're allowed to water it in this way during shmita. For the rice to grow properly, it requires this process. But this can be done as long as the rice took root before shmita. Now, but Shimon, Shimon says, and he's not really arguing; is more like adding. A You're not allowed to cut the leaves of the rice during shmita because that's not preventing any harm, and the rice can grow just fine without doing that. So that's like improving the field, which would be forbidden during shmita. Even to produce, which is considered to be sixth year produce. So we've now concluded the first two prokim of Maseches Shvius, and for the most part, the Mishnayos of the first two prokim discuss halachos which actually apply already from the sixth year. That's Tosefes Shvius, and the past few Mishnayos were discussing produce which goes from the sixth year into the seventh year. And now, from the third paring onwards, we're going to be discussing Shvius itself. Now, the first few Mishnayos of Paring Gimel discuss fertilizing. Now, at least in those days the main ingredient of fertilizer was animal dung and this was spread throughout the field and it would make the produce grow better now of course it's forbidden to fertilize one's field during schmitte but if that's the case then what should one do with all the dung from his animals which is produced during schmitte if he just leaves it where it is then firstly it can be very inconvenient but secondly it can actually cause health dangers as well so the most practical thing to do was to pile up the dung in his field and that's actually what they would do in a normal year, they would pile up in their field, and then when they were ready, they would actually spread that pile across the whole field and fertilise the field. However if he piles up dung in his field during shmita, then it looks like he's preparing to fertilise his field. It's Maris and it looks like he's doing an Avera. And therefore he can only pile up the dung in his field to store it there after the season for fertilizing. Because then it's obvious that he's not preparing to fertilize his field during shmita, and therefore it no longer looks like he's doing an avira. But so the mission is going to provide three different times, given by three different opinions, for when exactly the season for fertilizing finishes. But really, all these three times are very similar, and the three different opinions are really more like ways to know when the season has ended. So the mission asks, from when may one bring out dung, and really fertiliser, to piles in the field? The answer is, Mishijivsku from when those who are working in the field, stop to fertilise. So this could refer to non-Jews, or other Mishnias actually have a different version, so Mishijivsku from when those who are sinning stop working in the field and that would refer even to Jews who are wrongly working in the field but the point is once they stop fertilizing so somebody who's now piling his fertilizer in the field it's obvious that he's not doing it to prepare the rest of his field to be fertilized that is the opinion of Rebbe Meir now says Sham It's once the fertilizer has dried up, and Rebiyasi says Misha Yiksha, it's when the fertilizer becomes dry so that it looks like it's sort of tied up. And again, the Roshami says that all these three opinions are very similar, and really they're just giving us different ways to know when this time is. Mishnah Base is a continuation of the previous Mishnah, and when it comes to the person piling up the fertilizer and the animal dung in his field, there's specific amounts which he can do asks the Mishnah ad kamum up until how much can he pile up the fertiliser so the Mishnah is now going to provide a maximum and that is ad shole shole up till three piles per base sa'a so an area of a base can have no more than three piles of fertiliser but now the Mishnah is going to tell us a minimum for the size of each heap of each pile So esar esar mash each pile has to be made up of at least ten containers of dung which contain a lessoch of dung, a lessoch is half a ker, it's a volume and the reason why the heaps have to be so large is because if there are very small heaps in the field then people who are walking by might actually think that you're fertilizing the field not that you're piling up fertilizer because it's such a small pile that it looks like you're actually fertilizing and pulling the dung onto the produce and the Mishnah says one is allowed to add on to the amount of containers in each pile so there's no maximum for the size of each pile in fact it needs to be big so that it does not look like you're fertilizing the field but for a you cannot add on to the amount of piles in your field because if there are lots of piles in your field then you are spreading fertilizer across the field then it certainly does look like you're actually fertilizing the field However, Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shimon says, patos. you're even allowed to add on to the number of piles in the field, in a base R, because according to Rabbi Shimon, since it's in big piles, we've already gotten rid of the concern that people will think he's fertilizing his field. If there are at least 10 containers of dung, then it's obvious that he's not fertilizing his field. It's clearly just a pile of fertilizer, and therefore, according to Rabbi Shimon, you would be able to add more piles into the field, and we are not concerned that it looks like you're fertilizing.